0: First couple of episodes of Ahsoka. Ah, which is over now. All episodes have been streamed, and I was like, oh, I'll binge it, you know, cool, whatever. Yeah, um sure. I don't really have the time to binge binge these days, so like I've watched I think three okay um, of eight. Jeez, and okay. I really can't decide if this show is good or not. Mmm. There are really interesting things going on. There are some really good performances. There are some really bad performances. And it's not like X person is really good in this. It's like in this scene, that was really good. Like Rosario Dawson is all over the map. There's some scenes where really? I'm like, she's going for it. And some scenes where I'm like, it Yikes. feels like she was given this script like five minutes ago.
1: Oh, God. Um, okay. Okay.
0: The, the big thing I'll say about it is having never watched clone wars or rebels or rebels. Yeah. See, I got only, I having never watched any of that, this show is so dependent
1: on you knowing that background. Yeah.
0: Because have you watched either of those?
1: Bits and pieces, but not enough.
0: So apparently there's this guy, Ezra.
1: Yeah. Ezra Bridger.
0: Okay. Um, And there's this whole character arc that I can feel the show going, remember this? And I'm like, no. No. (laughs) Like there's this whole character that I guess is Ashoka's Padawan apprentice yeah that i don't know anything about her she's apparently one of the main characters in it and i'm just like i don't know why you're upset i don't know why you're upset right Um, Right. and it's just leaning so heavily on it that i'm just kind of like it's interesting it's good ray stevenson's really good in it Um, yeah but i'm just like that's why i haven't just like full-on bit well part of the reason but like why i haven't just full-on binged it because i'm like i Okay, I get it. I think I'm following what's going on. I don't know why yeah. you're so upset.
1: You sure? <laughs>
0: I don't know. Like, there's yeah. a whole thing with her that... Uh, what's, I gotta look her up. Hold on.
1: Sabine? Is that what you're Sabine. About? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. this
0: whole thing with Sabine coming back to Ahsoka mm-hmm. that I'm like, I don't know anything about when y'all were together before or anything like that. And, like, there's hints, but, like, I don't know. I really feel yeah. like I don't really grasp all of it having not watched everything yeah which you know i mean it's made by dave fellini like it's he he made those shows too and i think he's just so steeped in
1: it that it's hard to separate it out but but like what do you so that so this so now we're now officially at the point where like, these types of shows are completely inaccessible. Like, you, you're you into it because, like, one, you like good story, and two, you like Star Wars. But yeah. other than that, you're kind of like, uh, you know, don't know these people, don't know the references. Like, someone who doesn't, you know, anyone could watch The Mandalorian and be okay. Yeah. You know? This is like, if you're not a deep, deep Star Wars thinker, you, you're totally... Yeah. There's nothing there. Like... <laughs>
0: And it's like, and I, I am pro it getting out of the Skywalker saga. Yes. Although I've seen a couple things from this that I don't think it's that far outside of the Skywalker saga. No, um, it can't be. I'm just like, it's good. I'm enjoying watching it, but like, yeah. I feel like I'm not in on the joke, which is yeah. like a little disheartening.
1: And weird to be a Star Wars fan and being like, well, this is I too I mean, much. yeah,
0: I have like a giant Star Wars poster <laughs> on my wall, like next to me right yeah, here. Um, right. And I'm just like, I don't, yeah, it's weird.
1: Don't know who any of these people are. That's rough. And that's kind of another reason why I don't, I'm not a, super eager to watch this because like I know Ahsoka was Anakin's Padawan, So there's yeah. nothing there. He's coming into this show at some point. Like, yeah. There's no way he doesn't. Yeah. Um,
0: and it's. It's weird. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in it too, and like,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: feels like she's playing like a twenty-four-year-old, but is also like a five-star general. And I'm like, like okay, <laughs> like, yeah, are you like an immature, reckless person, or are you like a five-star war veteran? Like,
1: right? Yeah, hmm. it's weird. Hmm. Interesting. I I don't. I really don't know what to do with with the right now i'll, I'll watch it at uh, yeah time. i
0: feel like you you should go through it because it is engaging you know yeah um
1: looks well made too so
0: I, that's cool yeah. very uh, mcguffin-y i feel like we could uh, do a whole episode a whole episode about like the mcguffin in modern cinema yeah because damn
1: because damn <laughs> because damn is right um I guess I'm going to talk about something that I'm also not sure exactly how I feel about. Uh, And that is David Gordon Green's Exorcist Believer, which um, I went and saw on Sunday or Saturday. I don't even remember at this point. Um, And is a, I guess you could consider this a direct sequel to the first one, if Mm -hmm. that you know applies still given that there's five exorcist movies um david gordon green for those of you who don't know he i like him as a filmmaker i think he's really good um you know he was an indie filmmaker he pivoted to comedy and then somehow pivoted into horror and he did those halloween films and now he's slated to do three exorcist films and boy this movie is is all over the place it is it is quite literally like Almost a direct rehashing of what the exorcist is supposed to be mm-hmm. with more people in it. Two people are possessed this time. Mm-hmm. There's more exorcists the involved. That's on the poster, like quite literally. Um, and stars Leslie Odom Jr. as a single father who loses his wife ten years prior in the the Haiti earthquake. Like it was this weird framing of this, like Actual okay. disaster yeah. that happened. <laughs> that's just like this is how we're opening Exorcist believer, and now thirteen years later, his daughter for some reason is doing like a seance to like talk to her mother, and then lo and behold, demons. Um,
0: <laughs> Fuck that. I, up.
1: I, I, yeah, I said that I didn't know how I felt about this at first. That I I do know how I feel about this. This movie's not very good. This movie mm. is like exactly the wrong kind of takeaway from any of these LEGO sequels. It is yeah. soulless, heartless garbage that doesn't have any of David Gordon Green's like artistic flair in it at all, which mm-hmm. is just weird because in the Halloween movies, like there was a lot of him in the, at least the first two. And yeah. this is just... Uh, completely throwing all that out the window. I f- I wonder how much was reshot. I wonder how much studio interference yeah. happened because I learned that Universal, I believe, paid yeah. 400 million. I was million bring dollars. This up.
0: I'm s- like, yeah, they paid 400 million, not like for the rights, not for even the rights. Like, production.
1: Not even this movie. Yeah. So, um yeah, it's just it's a movie that has no message. It's a movie that has no like theme. It's just like more exorcists, more exorcisms like, you know, it's very very pro religion, all mm. religion, which I think is really interesting too in this day and age. Hmm. Um Leslie Odom is great. He's actually it's so funny. I was trying to find a comp for uh like John David Washington in the creator, and if Leslie mm-hmm. Odom Jr. was in the creator, yeah, I mean he has that. Yeah, he has that stuff. He's really good at those like intense line readings. Yeah. Um, but, I it's just not very good, and I'm really nervous about the next two because I think this movie's going to do pretty poorly, and I've already heard that maybe David Gordon Green's not doing all three of them now, mm. which is not a good sign. Uh, which is not an dis- unheard
0: of, like oh this bombed let's get somebody else yeah
1: well the weird thing is and i think this happened with halloween i would be not shocked if they shot these three movies back to back to back Uh, back because like they're so simple you know i can't like the next one's coming out next year so it's either has to be shot already or it's not coming out next year it's not far off yeah um so yeah exorcist believer not very scary not very well done. Um, Just rehashing of everything you've seen before. You know, Ellen Burstyn is back as like the mother from mm-hmm. the first. And you're like, what what is happening? Is every movie now just like this? Like- it's funny.
0: I I remember <laughs> watching the trailer for this movie yeah. and seeing her and being like, I'm supposed to know who this person is. <laughs> right. <laughs> like yeah. I've seen The Exorcist like way back in film school you know yeah yeah um and like didn't make that connection but i was like this is definitely framed as like look who's
1: back she's back and you're like the mom from the first one do we care like <laughs> okay. what the hell if so you say so yeah exorcist believer not strong but um it's there so <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah
0: it's been highlighted i suppose on this pod uh, that I have not been watching great movies recently. Yeah. Um, this past weekend, I would like to think I broke that streak. Uh, I watched 2015's spotlight. Yeah. Um, which was from my ones I missed list, you know, um, 2015 best Oscar winner directed by Tom McCarthy. Um, about like the Boston globe, uh, investigating the alleged, uh, Priest, sorry, I <laughs> have this is so bad. As I'm trying to say this, I have like the IMDb up next to me. You know how it plays yeah. a video? It oh, just yeah. flipped over and it flipped to some like thing about signs. It's oh just my Mark god, Mark Rufflows and signs, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> I was trying to say, uh, investigating you know the priest molestation cases of the <laughs> the 90s. Yeah, it's just the alien from investigating
1: UFOs. <laughs> I'm like, oh god,
0: okay. Um, but yeah, so this movie is really fucking good. I mean, like best picture you've seen this or no. Yeah. 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 This movie is really good. It's not as like brutal as I kind of thought it was going to be.
1: Right. Um, it
0: kind of, I don't know if shies away is the word, but it kind of shies away from a lot of the actual trauma, uh, that these reporters are reporting on. Totally. Um, It's still there, like, a little bit, but, like, I went in with the mentality of, like, this could just, like, beat you over the head with it. Um, And it does. Totally. It it, it toes a very fine line that I really enjoyed. Um, Yeah. I mean, everybody's really good in it. I don't know how Mark Ruffalo feels so young in this. He feels like he's, like, 22. I know. And, like, he's not. I'll put it this way. Him and Rachel McAdams can't be that much, that far apart in age, right?
1: No, 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 no. No, he's no. 10
0: years older than her. Wait, uh, really? Yeah. Uh, Rachel McAdams was born in 78 and Mark Ruffalo was born in 67. Wow. So the it's so bizarre that he plays so much younger than her um, in this. But It's
1: wild, actually. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, really just like great dynamic between all of them. Like the chemistry is just really good. the The only hesitation I'm I have on it is when I finished it and I was like thinking through it. I'm like, I can see the theme that you're going for here, but I think it's like a little weak or a little vague. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. there's like a whole thing of um, journalistic responsibility. Yeah, yeah, that's played there that just you get and like i got to the end of the movie and i was like i get that this is a theme you're going for
1: yeah but
0: over the course of it and like a lot of the finale leans on that and like over the course of the movie i was like not picking it up as much as i hope think they hoped so
1: yeah yeah
0: but solid movie i really good
1: it it kind of when I saw she said the the movie yeah. about the wines about the Harvey Weinstein stuff it kind of reminded me of that in the in the same vein like you were talking about how like you know what happened and yeah. like you know these things but that wasn't like front and center you yeah. know like that stuff wasn't it was more about the journalism of the piece because obviously it's about the Boston Globe and how they handled that situation yeah um. So, which I kind of, you know, I I think that works. Not every single movie has to be this, like, absolutely brutal, tough watch. Yeah. Especially about this kind of material, so. um,
0: Yeah. It's weird. It's, if you put it up against, I haven't seen She Said, but if you put it up mm, against, mm. like, Zodiac or. um, Yeah. All the President's Men. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like not quite as strong as those two. Yeah. But, like, similar kind of themes. And I think executed just as well it's just the other two are like so iconic and so just like next level that it comparatively it's rough but like it's not undeserving so
1: oh absolutely absolutely and it got its it got its accolades spotlight yeah Yeah. (laughs) I mean come on yeah
0: I mean (laughs) best picture winner Um, (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, one of the first movies I think I've watched where since moving to Massachusetts five years ago mm mm-hmm where I've been like, Oh, I know where they're talking about.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, or like yeah.
0: bullshit. That's like way too far for him right. to drive <laughs> for like that kind of right.
1: thing. Right. <laughs> oh man. I think I need to rewatch Spotlight because I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah. And I guess that was like, you know, what, eight years ago, something like that?
0: Uh twenty fifteen, yeah. So
1: Jeez. eight years. Oh yeah. my god. Wow. Well, I watched a movie. I don't have a segue for this one, but I watched a movie that I forgot to mention last week when we were talking about what's coming this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, VHS 85 hit Shudder last Friday, and I didn't know that until I opened Shudder that day. (laughs) Um, This is, I believe, the sixth or seventh VHS movie. Uh, The fourth, I think, since Shudder acquired it a number of years ago. And it's just one of those, like, it's just an old reliable, like, yeah. just do do it. Give me an anthology of found footage horror. um Obviously, that's right up my alley. This time, and they always have one or two filmmakers that are, like, I, I've heard of. This time, you've got Scott Derrickson in here, like, oh. you know. The Black Phone, Sinister, Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, yeah. You've got David Bruckner, you know, The Ritual, Nighthouse. Um, he did uh, that Hellraiser movie. Uh, you have Gigi Sol Guerrero, which I just found out about a couple weeks ago, and I've been watching her movies, mm-hmm. and she just happened to be one of the people featured in here. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike P. Nelson, who did that Wrong Turn movie last year, which I really, really liked, and Natasha Kermani, who did this movie Lucky that's really, really interesting, too. So they have people in here that I'm like, oh, Okay. And I want to say that VHS 85 is a great time. It is yeah. definitely one of the stronger uh, additions to the franchise because it, it, it's hard to reinvent the wheel every single sure. time, especially with these types of things. But I think they really let the filmmakers just let it rip and do whatever the hell they want to. And it's very clear with these. I'm not going to go over all of them, but I do want to say that Gigi's short and Derrickson's shorts, are like they're just awesome. They're just awesome. They deal with different things. Um, Gigi's is about a uh, a broadcast company who's in the middle of a broadcast during an earthquake, and then during that earthquake, they have to basically uh, descend through this building into this ritualistic kind of situation. That was mm-hmm. really awesome and campy and stupid, but also just like exactly what you want out of something like this. Yeah. And then Scott Derrickson's was. I mean, easily the best and the most like production value. James Ransone is in this too, which like <laughs> there's never famous people in these yeah. because like that's not what found footage is about. But then you've got freaking this guy who I'm like I've seen you in everything, and he's just Scott Derrickson's boy at this point. But um, and it's about dreams. It's about these two detectives who are investigating murders of which they have received VHS tapes of those murders happening mm-hmm. a week before. So they get mm-hmm. a VHS tape, they see the murder and then a week after it happens. So yes. it's like this kind of like time travel-esque thing. And it's really eerie, it's really creepy, it's well done. It definitely harkens back to Sinister for short. Sure. Like you can see that in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um but I thought it was I thought it was great. And again, pull one of these out every year. And I will be there. Yeah. I'll be a subscriber for life. It's such a tried and true kind of formula that just works. Even when I don't love the shorts, mm-hmm. I still love the experience of seeing what all of these six different yeah. filmmakers bring to the table. And, and I think the only prompt is like, it takes place in 1985. Go for it. And I'm like, yes, that's so cool. Yeah. So, um, Yeah. Check out VHS eighty five if you're a fan of the series or if not. I mean, it's just it's just a really interesting use of really mainstream talent, to be honest. Like when I saw Scott Derrickson was on this, I was like, yeah, that's weird. Holy crap! Not so,
0: but like that's unexpected.
1: It is unexpected. So yeah, VHS eighty five, thumbs up, liked it. Nice.
0: Um, I have one more. Do you have? Are you? Do you have anything further? I have one more. Yeah, after. Okay, why don't you do your one more? Because I'm gonna go off a bit.
1: Here. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I <I'm, laughs> this movie doesn't fit with anything we've talked about already. I guess kind of in the spotlight uh, zone, but it's a movie I mentioned last week that I didn't want to talk about after we spent 20 minutes on 65. Uh, <coughs> so I'm gonna talk about Beau Travai, which is. The first Claire Denis mm. film that I've ever seen, and this uh she's been a filmmaker that I've been really, really interested in ever since I heard I think Adam Nayman talk about her and just how she like he basically studies her work. Yeah. And this movie, I really want you to watch it. It's a French film. Mm-hmm. Uh it's on the Criterion Channel. It is like a I can't find a flaw in it, which is mm. so rare for a film. It is about a, um, I believe he's either a sergeant or a lieutenant, member of the French Foreign Legion, uh, 1999, who is reminiscing about his life um, and this specific time period where he is basically commanding a group of soldiers in this African nation. And it's a really, really intimate and tiny piece about people and the relationships to others and also how you base how you or anyone um like you you let your emotions get the better of you in situations mm. and it is fascinating it is brilliantly made the cinematography like it's one of those films where you can't take your eyes off the screen and it sucked because it was subtitled not sucked but it was like i didn't want to read the subtitles cuz i'm like i just want to watch this imagery yeah because it is so perfectly paced and crafted and Charlotte Wells definitely likes Claire Denis because I saw so much of this film in After Sun like yeah. so much of it um use of montage, use of surrealism, use of like kind of uh you know am- ambiguity as to what exactly is going on. I yeah. just I loved this. I can't wait to watch more Claire Denis films. Um it sucks for me because I won't yeah. she hasn't made a horror film so I'm going to have to wait till the end of October. No, but
0: yeah. but I'm hey, so you excited. you could watch two movies in a day.
1: <laughs> I, I could, but Jesus. Um but I'm I yeah, Beau Travail, I it's it's immaculate. It's it's a one of a kind kind of a film. So, yeah.
0: All right. Damn. L-
1: loved it. Loved it.
0: I'll uh I'll have to to dig into that. That's I don't think I've seen any of her stuff. Yeah. Um,
1: it's good. You you should definitely check, check it okay. out. I'm interested to see more from her. I will, uh,
0: I will add this to my watch list.
1: Nice. Nice.
0: All right. So I have to talk about one of the terrible movies. You're making me yes. like go from yes. a Claire Denis movie to this, but... That's in fine. my watching of bad movies. Yes. I watched Terminator Genesis. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. You did.
0: I don't really know why. I feel like I like the Terminator franchise and I'm like curious enough about it. I feel like that was. And then Netflix kind of served it up to me and I was like, that's something I could watch off to the side.
1: Yeah. Why um,
0: not? And I think it was like I started watching it off to the side at like eight o'clock at night because I was drowning in work. But then. Sure. Just decided to stop working. Um <laughs> I wanna make no mistakes, this movie is really bad. Sure. Um, this movie chooses to acknowledge its franchise in the weirdest ways. Mm. Like um, what's his name in Terminator Two? Uh, the guy who like is researching the, um, the arm that's also like the same character in Justice League. Um,
1: oh, what the
0: hell is his name? Miles Dyson. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so Miles Dyson's kid is in this, and he's like the CEO of a company that's like trying to bring Skynet online. I guess. Of course. But yeah. like, what? Like. Wait, trying to Uh, hmm, okay. So here's the thing: is like this movie is a multiverse movie. Okay, that's like the first big thing. And basically, what happens is as Kyle Reese, who's played by Jai Courtney, who I didn't know Jai Courtney ever attempted serious roles. Yeah, you know, I feel like I've only seen a few things, but like to me, he is like Captain Boomerang. (laughs) <laughs> um, but so Giant Courtney plays Kyle Reese, and like as Kyle Reese is being sent back in time to go meet Sarah Connor, I guess the lore is that like something happens that changes the timeline. So he goes back and like everything's different.
1: Ah, okay. So
0: we're like wiping the slate clean pretty much from the beginning. Sure. Um and when he arrives. Like, Sarah Connor... Like, someone else sent another Terminator back to, like, when Sarah Connor was a kid. Another Arnold Schwarzenegger to when she was a kid. Blah, blah, blah. So, like... Sure, yeah. So, basically, it's, like, a whole new story. Base. It's, like, some, kind of like a soft reboot kind of thing, but... Yeah.
1: But, like, what?
0: But it gets so convoluted, and, like, it does, it doesn't really like its own rules. Of course. And then it gets into this weird, like... Like it just goes in a really weird direction, which it goes in a really weird direction that is like where you land at the end of the sentence, like, okay, so we've done this terminator, we've done this terminator, we've done this terminator, and we've done this terminator. What do we do next? And that's like exactly oh I'm like God. I don't really want to spoil it for you, but like Okay. <laughs> I don't
1: know.
0: Um Yeah, and it's kind of disappointing. The reason I'm speaking so passionately about this. Yeah. Is because in the beginning of this movie, it sets something up that I was like, if this is the setup they're doing, this is going to be fucking insane and I'm so excited for it. Yeah. So, Jai Courtney goes back in time. Yeah. And basically runs into the original Terminator, who's like a CG'd. Arnold Schwarzenegger who's like I mean do you remember in the first Terminator how huge he is yeah he was like compared to like yeah compared to like T2 where he's more like contained and things like so they run into him but then like old has been there since the 70s Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up with Sarah Connor and they like kill him immediately yeah and what I thought they were doing is I'm like are we just setting up like an alternate timeline that all of the Terminators who have been sent back in this franchise have just found themselves in because like it's like just going across to a different kind of thing. Like, And if they you go all back, just
1: end up here. If
0: you go back to like when Sarah Connor is nine and yeah. you change something there, everything down the line like changes. But yeah, like those like things, I don't know. I was literally being like, am I about (laughs) to see, like, are we about to see young Sarah Connor, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator? We saw the original Terminator Terminator. Are we going to see the second Terminator from T2, like, going around and, like, you know, all this stuff? And then you can get even further into, like, the woman from T3 Rise of the Machines and, like, all this stuff. And the thing I thought that really got me going is, like, what happens to these characters when their like primary directive is not available.
1: Right. You know like, what I mean? They-
0: like like <laughs> the second terminator goes back to protect John Connor, but if John Connor is like fine? Right. Like what is that? Like that's why I was just like can we get into a whole like thing about these machines trying to figure out their own programming and learn like how to adapt to this new timeline and i'm like right that's a fucking dope setup i would that's watch sick. the shit out of that and like there's different things of like they know because like by this point i'd say there's like five or six terminators that have been sent back in time you know what yeah I mean? oh and that was the other thing there was another t1000 floating
1: okay. around like okay
0: you know, with the liquid metal for, and I'm like, yeah. So yeah, that yeah. means there's more like, there's like a whole thing. I was just like, I am so, this was, and this was all in the first like 20 minutes. And I'm like, I'm so yeah. down to watch like 15 Terminators, like bumbling around time, yeah. trying to like,
1: figure know. out what the hell to do with themselves. Yeah. And like,
0: you just get in a room where it's like, all right, so that one's trying to kill Sarah Connor. That one's trying to protect Sarah Connor. That one's trying to kill John Connor, but protect Sarah Connor. That one's trying to kill Kyle. Re- like, yeah. And then it didn't do that. And then it just went with like basic. Like, oh, yeah. BS. Paltry bullshit storylines. Yeah. With like right. nanobots and Matt oh, Smith for a weird two minutes. Um,
1: Matt Smith. Okay. Always like Matt Smith.
0: I mean. Hold on. Uh, where is he? God, he's not even. On, Isn't
1: like, Jason Clark in that movie, too?
0: Jason Clark plays. Um, Jason Clark plays John Connor. Oh, which is really weird, and it's like has a substantial role, um,
1: <laughs> okay. but
0: uh, J.K. Simmons is in it for like, oh my god, no real reason.
1: Of course, he plays oh like god. a
0: cop that I know. Um, and then sure. is this a okay? So it's kind of a spoiler, but Matt Smith plays Skynet.
1: Okay. So. Okay.
0: <laughs> so bizarre. Um,
1: oh my god it's oh so bizarre but i god. was so
0: red and like oh you could get into the terminator tv show with summer Glau. like there was so much potential like if you're gonna go multiverse
1: yeah go multiverse go for it you know they didn't but, have the they didn't have the the balls at that point What genesis was what 2017 or something Fifteen, yeah oh 2015 yeah holy crap. dark
0: dark fate is the latest one with oh, uh lindell hamilton back but
1: Oh, my God.
0: Oh, yeah. And Emil Clark plays uh, Sarah Connor and, like, is so short.
1: Yeah, you told me. You texted me that.
0: It's <laughs> just, like, like shocking. It's painfully short, this entire thing. And, like, Jai Courtney is not tall, but Arnold Schwarzenegger but, is.
1: He is, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: And it's just like, <laughs> I don't
1: know. Oh, my God. Oh. <sighs> Fucking, I, I hate- almost
0: want you to watch, like, the first half hour just to see, like, just to, to get the to potential. the point, get to the point where I was like, "Oh my god!" and then just watch, then bail, and then
1: just stop it from
0: there. Yeah, is this on Netflix? It's uh, it is, yeah.
1: Maybe I'll fire it up at some point. Uh, it's kind of a horror movie in this in the in its way. <laughs> eh, not really. <laughs> just because it's horrific that they keep doing this.
0: I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch Dark Fate now, just because I'm like curious.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember it's the only liking- one now that I
0: haven't seen. So like.
1: Yeah, what was the bail one, Salvation? Yeah. I feel like I kind of liked that
0: one. That was one where I feel like they didn't do a lot in the past.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. more like this is the future that the robot robots have made us, and yeah. you now here we go. Um, might have to Terminator do 3. A... Rise,
0: Rise of the Machines. Yep. Yep. With Nick Stahl and Claire Danes.
1: Claire Danes? <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think it's what? Cristana Lachin for a. Sure yeah Ooh, her story sure. went nowhere no anyway uh terminator genesis terminator genesis is a Bad. movie it's i almost like want to write a spec script of what i thought that would be just because like i think i just unloaded so much character development that i wanted that i was like oh i guess not okay
1: well, you saw the potential of this film, and it just in no way, shape, or form could ever live up because they they are incapable of doing something that awesome.
0: Well, like, I mean, all of T2 is about, like, can this robot be an equal to a human? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, just like, what does this robot—like, that's what I wanted. I was like, what is these what do these robots do when their primary function is just, like, not
1: there? Yeah, their mission is over.
0: And like they can't like get back to the future, you know, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I I'm on